Why, hello there, and welcome to the Psych Patient Podcast, episode 10. 10 episodes! Wow, that's good. Today, I have with me my sister, Jody. Hello. <laughs> I just waved. You can just wave. <laughs> For those that are um, not into swear words, <laughs> profanity, like vulgarity, um, this is the episode for you. But you're free and clear. Listen in, folks. Jody, how do we know each other? Well, we've known each other for about, how old are you? <laughs> Let's not talk about that. 39. 30 plus years. Yeah. <laughs> we have seven kids in our family. Jody is the third, third oldest, yeah. and I am the second to youngest. So we're seven years apart. Seven years apart. Yeah. And so we have three brothers, four sisters, and Jody is sister number two in the sisters. Yep. Second. That's right. I don't know. Yep. Is that, That's oh, right. right. That's <laughs> you got it. Um, Jody, let's do our mood rating. And for those of you that don't, know what the mood rating is it's from zero to ten. Zero being the worst ten being the best what is your current mood and you give it like a number right and then also a mood word to describe thank you <laughs> a mood word to describe how you're feeling you want to start us out you want me to go first yeah okay i think i'm gonna say that i'm a seven I was a six earlier today. I was even thinking about it earlier today. Were you? I was a six earlier. Now I'm a seven just because talking a little bit before we started this has improved my mood. Oh, good. Good, good. And do you want me to say the word now too? Yeah. Of how I'm feeling? I did earlier. I thought of my word too. I was feeling very conflicted earlier. Now I'm more jittery because I'm really nervous, but I'm a little bit feeling a little more positive about this. Sharing yes, and about being sharing. part of this. Yeah, yeah. being vulnerable. So. Yes, it's always scary to be yeah. vulnerable. I get that for sure. Yeah. Um, so for my mood, I'm going to go with the 7.5 today. Oh, nice. It's funny. Yeah. I kind of hesitate to go above 7. I don't know why, but um, yeah. I, I guess I'm not quite comfortable with being above a 7 <laughs> yet. So we're going with 7.5. I like it. That's good. Um, I'm feeling hopeful today. I'm feeling excited. I woke up. I feel like I've had some really good breakthroughs the past couple days. And I just woke awesome. up like ready to tackle life. And so cool. And I'm excited about doing this episode with you. A little background. So when I was in the psych ward, I told the psychologist that I was working with that I like to get together with my mom and sisters, just us, a couple times a year. We call it a retreat. And it's really become essential for all of us to do these get-togethers and spend time with just each other. Women with the same DNA, supporting each other, and most importantly, having fun together. We laugh so hard on these retreats. We do. It's yeah. been a really healthy thing and something we always look forward to. So the psychologist suggested that we use these get-togethers to do mental health check-ins with each other a couple times a year. So while we're on these get-togethers, like set aside time to really talk about our current life struggles and talk about things we'd like to incorporate into our routines or just receive feedback from each other, brainstorm together. And I feel like this could be something that everyone does um, that's listening. Even if it doesn't seem right to do it with your actual family, then maybe you could find a few really close friends who feel like family to do it with, or even people from a support group online. Just intentionally setting aside time to really evaluate where you're at and celebrate the things you're already doing to help yourself and write down anything you want to add or anything you want to try and make it realistic so you don't overwhelm yourself. Because I think, like with New Year's goals, we're always like, I'm going to do all these things. And then two weeks later, we're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Apparently, there will be some profanity <laughs> on this episode. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, my sisters and mom and I had one of our retreats a few weekends ago. And we did just that, just what I was talking about. We set aside time to chat about our current struggles and our mental health fights. And we came up with ideas of things we feel like could help us. And we gave each other feedback. And we didn't have time to record an episode while we were all together. So that's why I have Jody with me here today. And we're just going to kind of go over the things that we talked about with my other sisters and my mom. We kind of addressed three different aspects of overall wellness. So physical, spiritual, and mental slash emotional. My oldest sister was saying the next morning that she noticed that each of us seemed to have an instinct for what we needed, which... So true. Yeah. I love, I love that, that observation, and I think it's really true. We all needed different things, but deep down, we really knew when we really sat and thought about it, how we could help ourselves. Yeah. I have always felt that those of us with mental health struggles know what we need to do. The big challenge is how do we implement it? How do we do it? Especially with like depression or even ADHD or whatever, it's it's hard to get past those things to implement what we know we need to do because yeah. we're bogged down, we're in survival mode. So that's why I, I feel like these things have to be realistic, that when you have these get-togethers, if you do these, make sure they're realistic. And I will say, just sitting down and carving out the time for reviewing this stuff together was a huge win. So, yes, I'd like to encourage anyone listening to consider doing the same thing, and then you'll have a few people who know what you're battling and who can encourage you along your way, and just knowing that they know will kind of help keep you more accountable to actually trying to do the things that you talk about in your little mental health check-in. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So... Believe it or not, I actually am going to give Jody a chance to talk. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but before I give Jody a chance to talk, I have one one more thing to say. I'm just kidding. I have lots more things to say. But but we'll start with our mama, who I like to call Mother Dearest. <laughs> We're just kind of gonna go over the things that she was talking about um, in our get together. So, Mother Dearest has depression and anxiety, and in particular, she struggles with catastrophic thinking or worst-case scenario thinking. She's in her 70s, and she's also been struggling with getting older and accepting the reality that her body and mind just can't do what they used to do. And one of her hardest challenges right now, she said, is that each one of her kids are kind of going through large challenges on their own. We're all kind of yeah. going through it right now yeah. in this phase of life. And so she's just been trying to accept that each of her children have their own journey to go on and, then she, and that she can't actually save us. Um, and that's been a difficult reality for her to face. So, Jody, do you want to kind of tell everyone the things that mom talked about that she's currently doing in her life that is helping her with her struggles and then things that she wants to implement? Yes. So, this is more um, something she did a couple years ago, it sounds like. She joined a life coaching group. And this was during the pandemic, so it was all online, which actually a lot of stuff is online now. But um, she said that the life coach would do podcasts and also bi-weekly online coaching. And so she would listen in to the podcasts and do the coaching sessions. And um, she said that during that time, she kind of had a breakthrough in being able to love herself and taking it easier easier on herself. Um, she said that it was kind of a gradual understanding that she gained just throughout through the time that she was doing this. And she just realized one day that she loved herself. 
and she wanted to be kind and understanding to herself, which I think is an amazing breakthrough to I have. I love that. So That so is cool. what we're all working toward, we, I think. Yeah, we all need to have that understanding, mm-hmm. I think. She just, mom has always done this, but she said learning about different self-help top, topics, um, she's doing that now, and I feel like she's always done that. She's always been great about learning and educating herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she said also she is trying to unlearn the too blessed to be depressed mindset because that doesn't take into account the fact that there are actual clinical, there is clinical depression. Mm-hmm. And yes, we can be grateful and we can be positive, but sometimes there are just things going on for us chemically that we can't just wish it away. <laughs> totally. And that's kind of part of that toxic positivity of like, just smile. Life's not that bad. Cheer you up. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it is really important to acknowledge that there's more to it than just that. It's not that you're ungrateful. It's that there are actual things going on inside of you that you can't control. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then just again, she said that she's taking some classes, uh, Coursera classes, just about dealing with life. Some of the things that she said she wants to do is um, notice what she likes to do and just do it. And then feed her soul every day. And I loved this. And she said she's actually been doing this. So this one is a current Mm -hmm. thing. She said she's trying to take five minutes of awe, A-W-E, every day. So for example, just looking at a piece of art or listening to music. She mentioned the Moldau, um, which I also love. The Moldau is a river. And if you don't, if you're not into classical music, it's a really cool piece of music. Um, just enjoying beautiful scenery. Our mom is a wonderful pianist, and she said playing the piano is one of the things that um, is can you know classify as a moment of awe mm-hmm. for her. Yeah, and I love that five minutes of awe every day. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good idea. Because there's so many little things for us to find awe in. Yeah, definitely. Those are the those little things are the things that make life worth living. I totally agree with that. We have a very wise mother. Yep, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She also said, just to realize that you're on your own journey. And then just getting up every day, getting out of bed and doing the best you can with what you have and celebrating the little wins. Yes. I love that. Celebrate the little wins. Love that so much. So much. I think those are awesome. Hopefully you guys are taking notes. Yes, take notes. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go next to sister number one. We aren't going to use everyone's names because not everyone was comfortable with us using their names. So sister number one received a cancer diagnosis last year around this time and she's been fighting that fight for the past year and um, as you can imagine takes a huge toll on someone's mental health. So sister number one totally has her shit together. And not to say that the rest of the sisters don't. I mean, I certainly don't have my shit together. But sister number one has always just kind of boggled our minds because she has so much energy and creativity and zest that she brings to life. And so, and I will say she she's not going to agree with me saying that because <laughs> none of us ever do, right? We're our own worst critics. Exactly. Yeah. But, but it's true. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, she's just... She always has just blown our minds. And so I think her getting a cancer diagnosis was a huge blow to all of us. It was just very like, wait, wait, her? Yeah, shocking. Yeah, and I mean, it would be no matter who it is, but there was just something about it being her that made the blow extra hard. Yeah. I feel like. I agree. I think it knocked all of us 
down quite a few notches, mm -hmm. obviously, including her. Yeah. So when she was about 18 or 19, she was working in a deli and some really hot oil poured onto her foot and she had a horrible third degree burn and at one point was even like close to losing her foot completely. Uh, luckily that didn't happen. She got skin grafts and it was a huge deal and a really long and painful recovery. So in my mind, she'd already had her hard thing in life, quote unquote. Like she'd already been through that big trial thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the cancer diagnosis just, it was, yeah, it was just, it just hit us all hard and obviously hit her especially hard. I think it's safe to say that everybody in our family has anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think even sister number one did have anxiety before her cancer diagnosis, but with that diagnosis came a lot more anxiety and kind of being in limbo mode now, being back at home and, and she's working and trying to get back to life as it was, and then in doing that while she was still taking her chemo pills. So she went through like a really extensive chemo process in the hospital. And then she got out of the hospital and she's been doing pills. She's been taking these pills, which have just created kind of a lot of brain fog and just not feeling like herself. And yeah. so that's been distressing for her. The good news is that since our retreat, she found out that she gets to go off the chemo pills. I guess she's been off them now for a couple weeks, probably. Yeah, I think so. And she just has to get, I think, uh, if I remember right, some testing done, like once a month to make sure that her numbers are okay. I think something along those lines. Yeah, just periodically. Yeah, and then just exactly. keep up with her doctor and everything. So that's really good news for sister number one. <laughs> Um, because that's going to help her get her energy back and reduce her brain fog. And so, yeah, we're super happy for her. Yes. Jody, do you want to kind of give us uh, the rundown on what sister number one had uh, talked about? Things she's already doing to help her with her mental health right now and things she's going to implement, etc. Yes. So she has, sister number one, has a morning routine where she makes herself a smoothie, listens to a podcast, and it helps her to start the day uh, more calmly, she mm -hmm. said. On weekends, she makes time to do things with her boys that are home and her husband, things that they enjoy to kind of rejuvenate her. She said she would like to do more of yoga, walking or running, and then just intentionally doing things that help her feel like herself, mm -hmm. which I think is really important. And I love the way that she phrased that. Things that make her feel like herself. Yeah, and I think if you, if you don't know what makes you feel like yourself, or if like that sounds overwhelming writing it out, mm -hmm. making a list of just things you enjoy, things that light you up. That's a good way to get to know those things. Yeah. Things that give you energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She says she's had a lower attention span and lower energy. Mm -hmm. From the chemo. From the chemo yeah. Pills. Um, and she said reading, she... She is an avid reader. She mm -hmm. loves books. She's so into books. And she hasn't been able to read as much. And she said she wants to be more deliberate in her reading, whether it's a reread or a comfort read, just to have a purpose for reading and yeah. to, to do it. Because I think, too, like going through big emotions and dealing with this diagnosis... She has to kind of be careful about what she puts her energy into. So I think that's why she talks about comfort reads, mm -hmm. like rereading books that she already knows are like going to bring her up in this time of life. So I think that's really, really important and very wise to know that. Mm -hmm. um, she said she wants to put her phone down more. It's probably something we could all do, right? Seriously. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, she wants to journal. Um, acknowledge things that she's grateful for and things that are hard and challenging. 
and then end it with gratitude. I think that's really important yeah. to acknowledge the good and the bad because mm-hmm. back to toxic positivity, like life is both good and bad. Yeah. And we can't ignore the bad parts. No, it's just part of it. And I think the more you push it down, the more it's just going to eventually explode out mm-hmm. of you. <laughs> totally. So I, agree. I think it's healthy to acknowledge that it's hard. And then end with gratitude. Mm-hmm. So I think both are really important. Um, she says writing things down. In general. In general. Thank you. <laughs> Jody's having a hard time reading my handwriting, which I really don't blame you. You were trying to take notes while we were all talking, yeah. so it's okay. <laughs> uh, so she just wants to write things down more and even like random ramblings. She's a reader and also a writer, and mm-hmm. so I think that's a really good outlet for her. I agree. Um, watercolor painting is really relaxing for her while listening to an audiobook. She likes hand lettering and doodling, getting outside, daily walking, and having the time to reflect. She said that's something that she used to do and she misses and she'd like to get back into doing that. Yeah. Sister number three, who we'll talk about in a minute, pointed out that sister number one was already doing a lot of good things for her mental health before this big blow of the cancer diagnosis. And so she feels like that probably helped her handle it more in a healthy way. And I did notice that when she was in the hospital, she was so like positive with everybody. Yeah. People that came to visit, you know, nurses and people that were coming in to help her. She would always, she would ask them their name. She would really connect with each person. And Mm -hmm. it was like, she was helping other people yeah. while she was in the middle of this, and it was just really cool to watch. She also was finishing her master's degree while yeah. she was in the hospital getting chemo. Like That's why we say <laughs> she's got her shit together, people. She's... Yeah. She's incredible. And she I mean, I think if it were me, I would have been curled up in a tiny ball uh-huh. with a blanket over my head. <laughs> and, you know, but uh-huh. she just really rallies when she needs to. And I think the anxiety has been even more post-hospital treatment. Yeah. Don't you think? I think so, too. While she was in the hospital. At least that's the way it seems from I'm our sh- perspective. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure she still had a lot of really hard days in the hospital. Um, yeah. But she was really rallying during yeah. that time. Yep. Okay. And then one more thing, or maybe two more things from sister number one. Um, she said she wants to do little things in her house to make it feel welcoming, like fresh flowers, candles, bringing nature in, just good smells, which I think is so cool. Yeah, and I, I love that. want to steal that idea too. Same. I love that. So I love the bringing nature in. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes, definitely. Uh, and then just learning personal study. She said she wants to do more of that. Yeah. Well, there's some more great good things. things. Yeah. Okay. Now we're on to sister number two, which is Jody. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll read a little bit about what Jody's been going through and then let Jody tell you about her stuff okay. or I'll let her tell you more. <laughs> okay. So Jody deals with anxiety and OCD and she's had chronic digestive issues for about five years now. Mm-hmm. And so her just knowing what to eat and how to feed herself and feed her family takes up a lot of her time. And she also has some hormonal issues on top of that that make life challenging. And she's a giver. She has a duty mindset. And so putting herself first makes her feel really uncomfortable, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. really hard. And she lives really close to me, and she helps me out so much with my little boy and just with life in general. So very grateful to her at all times. Do you want to kind of give us a little more insight into all of that? Yeah, just while you were talking about the duty mindset and having a hard time putting myself first, uh, I follow this um, psychologist on Instagram, it's Dr. Morgan Cutlip, and she talks about sometimes we try to make our needs so small, 
And I feel like that's what I've done. Mm -hmm. Like I've tried to make my needs so small because I don't want to burden anybody else. I don't want to overwhelm anyone else. And I think being a parent has really brought that out in me because I'm like, I've got to take care of these kids. I don't have time to take care of me. Mm -hmm. But that's backwards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and I'm learning that. I, I definitely am learning that. So um, as far as the things that I am doing. And I just wanted to say really quick, I yeah. think a lot of moms can relate to that feeling. Yes. But just like on the airplane, when they say put your oxygen on first yeah. and then on your kids, same thing. I was actually thinking about that exact thing last week. And there's a reason why they say for you to do that. Mm -hmm. Because you're more able to help someone else when you've done what you need for yourself first. Yeah, and you can't you can't pour from an empty cup, as they say. Exactly. I agree with you that I think a lot of moms and maybe parents in general Yeah, I guess struggle with that. Moms, dads probably yeah. the same way. But Yeah. We know because we're moms. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we know how we feel. We're speaking to what we relate to. Yeah. But I think it probably does apply to any parent mm -hmm. or can apply. Some of the things that I have done, and I, uh, there aren't very many of these things. This list is really short. <laughs> but, but one thing I've done that I think has helped is educating myself on anxiety and OCD. And also about uh, my physical things that I'm dealing with, the um, uh, digestion, like gut health. I've done a lot of research on gut health. Yeah, you know what time. Tried to it. figure out what I can do because medical stuff is expensive. It really is. And even if you go the alternative route, it gets really expensive. Yeah. So it's good to educate yourself too. And it's just good to know so you can be your own advocate. Right. That's really important too. Interestingly, I feel like my I've learned more about my own issues as I've been helping my kids deal with theirs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I feel like all three of my kids struggle with anxiety and my oldest struggles with OCD. And uh, when he started dealing with that a few years ago, I think that was when kind of the seed got planted in my mind that, wait a second, I think maybe... <laughs> you were seeing similarities. I, have, <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I have some... OCD tendencies and just as time has gone on I'm like oh yep yep <laughs> that's me <laughs> I have that so that's one thing that I that I am doing as I'm helping them through theirs it helps me learn more about mine I have a gratitude app on my phone that I use every day that I think really helps me um, to try to be more positive and see the good things that are going on around me another thing that helps me is praying and processing with friends, with my family, and with my husband. Mm -hmm. Those are all things that, that I do currently to help me. Yeah, getting stuff out of your head yeah. is really helpful. Yeah. Because it just gets bigger and bigger when it, it stays does. in your head. It really, really does. So, speaking of that, things being in your head and getting bigger and bigger, one of the things I would like to do that I think would really help me is journaling. Mm -hmm. I haven't done that for a really long time, but I think it would help to get it out, to just write out the way I'm feeling and the things that I want to do about how I'm feeling. Yeah. I also want to do more of the things that rejuvenate me, um, take the time to do the things that give me energy and excitement about life, make a list of the things that I want to do, and maybe just choose one thing at a time to focus on so I don't get overwhelmed. Because I'm sure I could come up with a huge list mm -hmm. <laughs> once I sat down and started writing. Um, another thing that I think is really cool is I heard about this. Uh, I think it's a book. But I heard about something called Tiny Habits. Mm. And it's just literally setting these really tiny, super manageable goals that you want to do. For example, let's just take exercise you could just say, I want to exercise every day for five minutes. And that seems like super tiny. Mm -hmm. But if you're not exercising at all and you just cannot get yourself to do it, that is something that you're like, yeah, I can exercise for five minutes a day. Mm -hmm. Like that's no big deal. 
And then the cool thing about that is that once you get going, you're going to be like, I can totally keep going yeah. after five minutes. Like, yeah, like, I can oh, go I can for another 10, ten yeah. or even another five and then go from there. Mm-hmm. But I think just making it super manageable and making it easy to get started is really important for getting yourself to do those things that are hard and giving yourself the motivation. Totally. I agree. So. And then also, if you are having a bad day and five minutes is all you can do, mm-hmm. that's what you had set for yourself. And so you can still feel like you've accomplished that. Yeah, exactly. That's really good. Okay. Another thing was, um, speaking of tiny things, just doing a tiny thing every day deliberately that is just for me that fills my cup. Mm-hmm. So... We talked about like taking, you know, maybe 20 minutes sitting on the couch, eating something yummy and watching a show that I like. I don't know about other moms out there, but I have noticed that I watch a lot of shows that my kids watch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't take the time to be like, what do I want to watch today? Mm -hmm. You know? And so, and I've actually been doing that ever since we talked about it. Good. Not every day, but... Almost every day I've been doing that. Do you feel like it's helping? I love it so much. Like it gives me something to look forward to and it makes me feel peaceful. Like I'm doing, you know, what I said I would do. Yeah, I really like that. I love that. It's been great. I, I've I'm loved so it. so glad. So another thing that I need to do is menu plan. So going back to the digestive issues, um, if I were to take the time once a week to do a menu plan for myself and for my family. I think that would really help keep me on track and help me feel less overwhelmed. Yeah. Lessen some stress for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we talked about keeping that appointment, like making it like an appointment with myself. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to do this at this time and I'm not going to schedule anything else. I'm not going to let anything else get in the way of that because it's important. Mm-hmm. And it will make the rest of my week so much better. For sure. So, I, totally, I totally agree with that one. Obviously, during the summer and on the weekend when my kids are home and don't have school, it's going to be a little bit harder for me to set aside that time. I think I can still do it. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can either wait till my husband gets home and do it then. Or I can say, you know what? Mom's going to take 20 minutes. I'll be in my room mm-hmm. <laughs> if there's an emergency and come get me. But otherwise, this is my time and they can, I can get them busy doing something else. And Totally. I think it'll still work. I agree. I think those are really, really important things. Should we move to sister number three? Yes. Okay, sister number three was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in July of 2014, so almost nine years ago, and her mental health really took a hit when she got that diagnosis. At this point, the struggles with that have kind of evened out. As long as she gets her infusions and takes all of her medications, then she's been able to keep her MS from getting any worse. And hopefully that will continue to be the trend for her. She's been struggling lately with feelings of just low self-worth and some of the changes in her body that have come with having MS and also just dealing with a lot of stress. We talked a lot about radical acceptance with her current life situation. And if you don't know what radical acceptance is, it's basically just you don't have to like what's happening You don't have to approve of what's happening, but it is happening. And so accepting that this is life right now, whether or not you like it, this is it. And sister number three tends to keep herself overly busy and just kind of goes and goes and goes and goes. So Jodi will give us kind of the rundown of her list of things that she's doing and things that she wants to start doing. Um, so what sister number three is doing right now, she's exercising and eating well, having a lot of discipline in those areas, which I really admire. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, I think she's doing it in a healthy way. Yeah. I she's think so too. Like, she's not being unhealthy. Not over the top. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think she's approaching it at a good angle. She's celebrating getting stronger and 
she keeps a gratitude journal or some things that she wants to do are get more sleep she said it she's found it's easier to be discouraged when she's tired and i would totally second that absolutely it's harder to do everything when you're when tired. tired yes <laughs> yep it's harder to be consistent i think in, mm -hmm. in your other goals when you're tired yeah she said one thing that might help her to get more sleep is to have a nighttime ritual not look at her phone before bed. <laughs> yeah, okay. So she talked about that she wants it to be less of a routine, which is like, you know, stuff you have to do to live, like brush your teeth, get your pajamas on. So less of a, a routine and more <laughs> of a ritual, which is like, to her, means that she's doing things that make her happy yeah. or that give her comfort mm -hmm. in that. Help her relax. And just get into the mind frame of going to sleep. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> kind of just being more I intentional. I really bungled that up. But anyway, <laughs> keep going. It's a tongue twister. Let's see. She wants to read before bed. Maybe do some Sudoku on paper instead of on her phone. Um, get a nightstand with a cute basket. Put some lotion and chapstick in there and a candle or other happy things. I love this idea too. I know it's such a I'm great idea. I'm gonna have to steal that one too. Uh, she said another thing she wants to do is say thank you to her body for one thing a day, and I love that. I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I need to be doing that. Too. I do too, for sure. Okay, so I, Jeanette, am sister number four, youngest of the sisters, and of course, as everyone knows, I'm totally a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just dealing with lots of depression and anxiety these days and recovering from my recent suicidal episode and stay in the psych ward. And I'm just finding myself feeling really raw and almost like a newborn baby in a way. Um, I'm trying to learn new things, unlearn old things, and still just kind of reeling from life not going the way that I thought it was going to go you know I'm, yeah. I'm still you know just with getting divorced and struggling with parenting and with holding down a job but I will say that just in the last couple of days which I kind of alluded to at the beginning of the episode I've been having some really big breakthroughs and it might be the fact that the sun is finally shining <laughs> finally it's been <laughs> winter a long, is rough long winter dude. yeah <laughs> been a long winter yes. here in Utah but I think also it's it has to do with um recognizing my worth and I've been kind of telling the universe that hey I recognize my worth and I am kind of accepting the doors that have been closed and getting more excited about the new doors that are opening and the new opportunities and That's awesome. just kind of feeling ready to see what else is out there and I've been thanking the universe, which up until this point, I've been kind of mad mm -hmm. at the universe. I've been like, what the hell? Like, I'm a good person. Why are you giving me all these shitty things? This sucks. I don't like this. And so I've kind of been trying to thank the universe now. Um, not necessarily for the shitty things, because I'm still not stoked about all those. But I'm just thanking the universe. Like, okay... Clearly, there's something more out there for me that's more aligned, more in tune with my most authentic self. And so I'm just trying to come at it from a little bit of a different angle. So I think that is helping me a lot. Also, I've been doing consistent ketamine therapy in a psychiatric clinic. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word yeah, for that? I think My so. psychiatrist's office, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been going, I've done about four treatments now at the clinic, and then I do treatments at home. But the treatments in the clinic are a little bit more intensive, and I think I've been having a lot of breakthroughs while I've been doing that. So kind of what I've been doing is just taking things a day at a time, um, really focusing on baby steps. Mm -hmm. Um, focusing on mindfulness and coping skills. I feel good about the therapy that I've been doing too. I'm learning a lot of DBT skills with my current therapist. 
I think those are really helpful. Uh, the podcast is giving me something to work on. It's giving me purpose. And it's a way for me to feel like I'm giving something back right mm-hmm. now. And I'm trying to just accept the anxiety and depression. That these are just things that I have and not fight against them so hard. I guess radical acceptance. More of that, yeah. more of that radical <laughs> yeah. acceptance. Um and just, like I said, I'm in a place of learning, relearning, unlearning, just a lot of, like, peeling back layers and getting to know myself and learning how to love myself and have compassion for myself. Um, things I'd like to do more of, I'd like to give myself the same grace that I give to other people. I'm very generous with other people. Yeah. I'm very forgiving of other people. And I'd like to be able to do that with myself. Um, I've been getting together, trying to get together once a week with my sister brain, Natalie. She was in episode five. You may have met her there. (laughs) Uh, So I've been getting together with her regularly, and that's been amazing. We've just been helping each other with things that we're having a hard time getting done, because both of us kind of struggle with follow-through and just kind of procrastinating things and so we've kind of been helping each other and we've been trying to keep in touch with each other better and and just be more open about the things we're grateful for what i would like to do more of is drink more water mm, yeah. <laughs> me too i'm still i haven't <laughs> been doing great at that one but i i need to do that um more of that and just nourishing myself my body yeah and I just want to get outside more. Um, being outside, nature is a huge help for me. And then also just movement in general. Yeah. I mean, I have been doing a lot of sleeping, which I've read is normal when you're going through kind of a healing process and it's normal to just be super tired and need to sleep a lot. Yeah. But on top of that, or and on top of that, I'd like to incorporate more movement into my daily life that's good um so whether that's pilates or going on a long walk going on a hike doing like tai chi or energy stuff you know um another thing is just i feel like i need to do more energy work so like reiki and maybe meeting with other energy workers that's something that feels right right now yeah so i think that covers that covers my stuff um i've got a couple more ketamine treatments in the clinic coming up and then i think from there i'll just be doing like the at home ketamine treatments i think too journaling is something or maybe i don't even know if journaling is not is the right word for it but i've just been getting my thoughts out almost in like a poetic way just kind of writing down what's going on in my head uh, has been really helpful lately. I love that. Yeah. That's cool. So, there you go, people. With this this whole thing that we're encouraging people to do, like find people that you can have these sessions with, like mm-hmm. these mental health sessions or whatever, I think it's really good to like get out all of your ideas of all the things that you want to do. And it's super helpful. Then I think, too, it might be good to just take one of those things. Because this is Mm -hmm. almost like a brain dump. Yes. It might be good to just take one of those things that you want to do. Be like, I'm going to focus on this right now. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that I think I can do or that will help me the most. Because it could get overwhelming to look at this whole list of things that you want to do. And if you tried to do it all, I think it would feel like too much yeah yeah I agree I think um like we were saying earlier just try and make it realistic for yourself and then like you were saying with the tiny goals Mm -hmm. just making sure that you're not pushing yourself too hard because you want to be realistic about what you can and can't do at this phase in your life right so yeah I think that's really important sustainable Mm -hmm. To just focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And then refer back to your list 
periodically. Yeah. So like, now I want to work on this thing. And then I think so. I'm looking forward to our next retreat, which will be in the fall. And we'll kind of have a chance to revisit and yeah. talk about the things that we've have been able to implement and things we still want to. And, and I don't know. I think it's going to be a really positive thing to add to our retreats. I think so, so too. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay, so we'll kind of end on the usual song quote book stuff. I did want to say that I, I've talked about in previous episodes about really feeling your feelings and how one of the ways that I've been doing that has been to acknowledge where I'm feeling my anxiety in my body. Mm, yeah. And just kind of like saying hi to it, almost like, hey, I see you there. Like, yeah. I, hey, stomach, hey, butterflies, <laughs> like, I see you. Love ya. <laughs> I got this, you know? That's good. And I think that um, that's still something that I just want to bring attention back to. I think it's really important. And I was listening to a podcast today um, by Mel Robbins, and she was talking with a neuroscientist and a doctor about anxiety and they were talking about how important it is to get out of your head and into your body mm -hmm. with anxiety so if you're feeling anxious get out of your head and go into your body and go where am I feeling this what does it look like what temperature could it be like what color is it you know yeah so I just wanted to um put some more attention back on that kind of skill yeah, I think that's a really, really good one. Yeah. I've, I've tried that a little bit, too, ever since I heard you talk about it. Yeah, it do, I do think it's super helpful. Yeah. Let's do, first of all, sister number one had a book that she liked called 4,000 Weeks Time Management for Mortals by <laughs> Oliver Berkman. And the premise is kind of, assuming you live to be 80, you have about 4,000 weeks of life. Mm -hmm. So, kind of his idea is that to become empowered, you must accept the limitations and lack of control over your life. Mm, interesting. So, basically, another radical acceptance type of situation yeah. here. So, that's a book I have not read, but one that sounds very interesting yeah. that I'm going to add to my list for sure. I like that. Jody, do you want to share your books first of all oh yes so the books i have are children's books <laughs> um but i think it's important to say that even though they're children's books first of all you can use them for your kids yeah. if you have kids mm -hmm. but also adults can still get a lot from children's books yes and so. i think it's good to go kind of down to the basics sometimes yes. just on a really simple level so the one that I have that is for anxiety is called What to Do When You Worry Too Much. And the subtitle is A Kid's Guide to Overcoming Anxiety. The author is Dawn, D-A-W-N, Hubner. She's a PhD, a child psychologist. And she wrote another one called What to Do When Your Brain Gets Stuck. And that's A Kid's Guide to Overcoming OCD. And I have used both of those books with my kids. Uh, I want to get those for sure. They're really good. Yep. That's awesome. Um, and there are other books in that same series, What to Do When. Awesome. Yep. I need They're to get those really, really for good. myself They're and like for... like activities in them and stuff. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. They're really that's good. That's super cool. Very helpful. Sister number three had said that, so I asked her about a song that she would want to add to the Psych Patient playlist, and her song was Hold the Line by Arizona. She said that when I was in the psych ward, she just kept thinking about me when she was listening to that song, and um, so we listened to that on our retreat, and of course, I'm pretty sure we all were like, crying yeah. listening to it it's a really yeah. good song so i will so add that to the psych patient playlist and then jody you had a song so you know clearly i am not religious but my sisters and mom are religious and so 
Jody, do you want to tell the song that you have liked that has kind of helped you? It's more of a like a Christian song, right? Yeah, yeah. So Lauren Daigle, if you know who she is, she's a Christian singer. And her song, You Say, is a song that has just really resonated with me. Um, I think probably because she talks a lot about like self-worth and just loving yourself. And I don't know, every yeah. time I hear it, I just really, I just, I, it feels like it's me. <laughs> so really? I really love it. And I think too, for people who aren't religious like me, even with those lyrics, because I did read the lyrics of that song, and you can apply it to, it doesn't have to be to a god or whatever. It can be whatever your higher power mm -hmm. is, including your higher self or your highest self. So True. yeah, I think it can be applied in many different scenarios. Yeah, There was one quote that our mom talked about that was from Brene Brown. Um, I'm a Brene Brown missionary. <laughs> uh, just very simple. Talk to yourself like you would to someone you love. And then Jody had a quote that we'll end on that, that I also think is just really good and really just kind of encapsulates everything we've been talking about on yeah, this episode. I agree. It's from Morgan Harper Nichols, and she says... I am worthy of the time it takes to do the things that heal my heart. It's good. Yeah, it's a good reminder that you're worthy of yeah. whatever you need to do yeah. to heal yourself so that you can have more to give. Take time for yourself. Yeah. And in the name of psych patients everywhere. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.